Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sofas, recliners, love seats. Everything is better in leather. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley, where bold meets durable. And wait a minute. Who's been finger painting on the couch again? That's okay. Leather is easy to clean. The new leather collection at Ashley is built with the durability you need for the whole family. Yes, pets too. Luxury is meant to be livable. Shop chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the LPN Show. Recorded both in Los Angeles and New York City. We're just, you know, here to hang out. Have a good time. All right. I'll talk to y'all after a while. All right. Welcome to the LPN Show. I'm Carolina Hidalgo, and I'm here right in front of me. Well, not really, but kind of in front of me is Ed Larson. Hello. <laughs> I don't know. That was the that was perfect. That was perfect. <laughs> no, I mean the reason why I wanted to talk to you, I mean because I do remember like a few weeks ago and you I know you had no way of knowing this, but I had like a mm. weird off day like that I have like about once a week since yeah. last year. Amen. And yeah. yeah, exactly. And I felt That's like That's actually great numbers. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the thing is, is that that's pretty the the norm, actually. That's very, very much the norm. And then I get this, like, message that says, like, Ed Larson made you a Spotify playlist. And I'm like, no way. This is so cool. And I didn't know that this is something you do for your friends. You did, you did I think, one for Henry. I think one for uh, Natalie, I believe, and, and, and Jackie, whoever. I've been working my way through all of LPN. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was, I was. Everyone deserves it. Everyone works so hard and puts it out there, and it's just a, a way for me to think of you and do a hobby at the same time. That's so cool. Like one of these days, one of us will be kind enough to think of doing one for you. Jackie made me one. No Jackie, way, Jackie, and she nailed it. She nailed it. She knows all my bullshit. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jackie made me, and the fans, because I put them out so much, I've gotten a bunch from the fans, and that's really cool, too. Oh, and it's that's nice. awesome. You know, I love it. And they all know weird shit that I've never heard of, so it's very helpful when, you know, because I was like, you know, I feel like my knowledge of music, and all people's knowledge of music should never end. You know, there's always mm-hmm. more. There's always so much more, especially now. There's yeah. four million bands. That's true. I, I always feel like I never know enough. And uh, I never know what's going on like now, like the cool thing. I, yeah. I, like I'll learn one thing and then I think like, okay, that's it. And then there'll be a new <laughs> rapper like six months later. Oh my God. Well, rap's going through a crazy renaissance right now. <laughs> yes. It's like the better than it's ever been. It's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's yeah. I'm really enjoying it. Rap is doing great. I think it. there was a weird lull for a few years and then it came back. It's kind of like, me actually so it kind of came back and now <laughs> now that's all i listen to in the shower which is great yeah. 
That, I love that. And, and I listen to the Eagles in the shower, too, sometimes just to piss off Marcus. I don't really care about the Eagles, but I just, <laughs> it's just it's kind of fun to sing along really, really loudly. I mean, I love the Eagles. They're a great band. You know, there's they're one of the most best selling albums of all time is the greatest yes. hits by the Eagles. You know, it's <laughs> undeniable. It's undeniable. And Hotel California is not on it. I saw the Eagles at Dodger Stadium. Great show. Probably the highest I've ever been at a concert. <laughs> and uh, I saw the Eagles at Dodger Stadium. It was this thing called like the great or I don't know. I had a really stupid like name, but it was the Eagles, uh, Steely Dan. And uh, the Doobie Brothers. It was so much fun, and it was, but it was right after Glenn Fry passed away, and so they they wanted to do the Glenn Fry songs, and so they're like, so here to sit in for Glenn Fry is Bob Seger. And we're all like, no fucking way! <laughs> <laughs> and he just came out and did three Glenn Fry songs and one Seger song. It was like oh, this is rock and roll, man. That's why L.A. and New York, I mean, is so cool for live shows because you never know what's going to happen. That is so cool. I didn't know that you... Okay, yeah, I've never seen the Eagles live. Um, I don't even know who Glenn Fry is, to be honest. Is he in the Eagles? He's an Eagle. He's <laughs> yeah. one of the main Eagles, but, but he's you dead. know, not, not anymore. Yes, okay, not I anymore. know Don yes. Henley. Um, yes, Okay. Don cool. Henley. Joe right. Walsh, Joe Walsh. And, oh, that's right. And then uh, Steely Dan. Now, that's not a person, right? That's no, a no, band. No, 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 no. Well, no yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just figured that out, I swear to God, three months ago. It's and- two dudes. It's two dudes. <laughs> And one of them just died. Oh shit! Yeah, 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 yeah. Donald Fag, Donald. I can't. You no, know, it's so sad. I don't remember the name of the guy who died. But Donald Fagan, the one who's still alive, he ended up the day after his bandmate died. He like sued his fam, the guy's family for all the music, what? like a like a lunatic, like a lunatic. <laughs> Were they fighting? Uh, let me I, just... They were on tour like months earlier. I don't know. Like, it was just like, I, was, I was blown away by the move. Like, That's an interesting story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, man, leave him, leave him alone. Give him a week. <laughs> he, he did it the next day. <laughs> he was just trying to get shit done, I guess. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It was very... I got, more, I got units to move. I got... <laughs> I, I never I had to be honest, I was always one of those assholes who were like, Oh, Steely Dan sucks without ever giving it a chance. So now I have to give it a chance, especially oh. now that one of them is dead, unfortunately. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I learned so much about artists after they die. Like and I always like it's like, oh I guess I'll check it out now. And then it's just like I get real into them and so sad that I missed it. Like Warren Zevon is like the perfect example for that for me. I wasn't in, I like you know, Werewolves of London. Everyone loves Werewolves of London. Yeah. But I had no idea about his body of work. And then he died and I was like, Oh, I'll check this out. And then I'm like crying to every other song. It's like he means so much to me. And I had no idea. It's 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 tragic. Leonard Cohen, same thing happened to me with that. Yeah. Actually me too. Because yeah. everyone was so sad about it, so I also started grieving. I'm like, that's weird. Uh, why don't you also <laughs> list, you know, check out Leonard Cohen's work? And then I did, and then I got sad again. But oh, for real this time, not like an opposer way. So check this out. I love, since we're talking music, I can. I feel like I'm able to name drop more than I usually do. <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm at, it's like two days after Leonard Cohen died, maybe... Actually, no, it's a week. It's a week after Leonard Cohen died. I'm at the Improv in L.A., and I'm with Jeff, and we meet these uh, these people outside, and it's uh, Tall Wilkenfeld, a great bass player, just happens to be her, and then she's, and then we're talking, and we're having a good time hanging out. 
She tells me she plays bass for Jeff Beck. I'm like, cool, let's be friends. And uh, and then uh, she's like, my friend here is very sad. Can you cheer her up? And so I just like start like tap dancing, and she laughs. I find out like weeks later that was Leonard Cohen's daughter. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, like a week after he had passed away. And I was like, oh, well, thank God I worked. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love all that stuff. <laughs> that's why these cities are cool man i you know, know I, mean? I i agree with you actually i have a jeff beck story myself um really yeah uh it it was in college i was visiting my friend in uh swarthmore uh college it's like a like a nice fancy like liberal arts school and mm. definitely not as good as anywhere close to as good as the school i was currently going to so i just go hang out over there and and so we're hanging out and they're like, oh, there's there's like a musical guest out in the lawn, you know, near the quad at two o'clock. And so we went to like go 10 and we're listening to this guy play and he was really good. And other people started talking and other people were giving each other massages. It was like a weird but fun thing to do when you're in college. And yeah. he's like, all right, thanks, guys. And we all clapped. He's like, I'm Jeff Beck. Because <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't recognize him. He's like the kind of, you know, like. He There's a lot just, of those dudes. I know. It was like you were our entertainment for the afternoon. That's yeah. weird. It's like we didn't even go to see you. You just happened to just add to the whole aesthetic of our afternoon. Fucking that leg was legendary guitar player <laughs> helped form the Yardbirds. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna play with uh, playing with cactus, which I actually learned about yesterday because I listened to your to your playlist yesterday. Oh Again. hell yeah, that's yeah. awesome! Let me pull it up so I remember what's on it. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember because I you started very funky. You started with like some mountain and some like Grand Funk Railroad, which yeah. is really cool. And I'm like, I don't know cactus, so I looked up cactus. And I'm like, oh, now I like cactus. And then Steppenwolf, and then after like. Like during hour two, because this is a long playlist. Which three is hours. Great. I, li I like to make them three, 50 songs is what I always do. 50 wow. songs. That is, that's amazing. I, I never, <laughs> I don't even do that much for Marcus. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, but like, my, like hour two, it like kind of dips into like this cool, mellow, like flaming lips, kind of like, let's all chant along, kind of like fun stuff. And then yeah. I don't know if you do this on purpose or not, but it feels very intentional and very cool. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, 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 I very. The order is very important. I spend hours on it. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. I spend whole seconds when I make one for markets. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like work for me though. It's for me. It's like it's how I like empty my brain of everything else that's like evil in it, you know. And I just concentrate on music and how it flows into each other, and I get lost in it. You know, some people play video games. You know, some people read. You know, Lord knows I can't. And uh, <laughs> and so I and so I, I like putting music in order and like have it make sure it flows into the next song the best possible way. And, uh, you know, cause you're sometimes you're forcing songs in there that don't really flow, but you know, what are you going to do? You got to make people <laughs> listen to what you want them to listen to. And, uh, and then I know, and I, I love no dogs in space and I know oh. how hard you guys fucking love to rock. And so I wanted to make sure that for your list, there was plenty of, uh, there was plenty of fucking goat, Go get them music, but also, uh, you know, everyone needs to chill. 
Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. I, I, I totally get it. There's that whole, there, there is, you have to go through a lot of phases. It's good. Uh, there's a lot of fat bottom end in the beginning, which yeah. I always appreciate. You know, I like give it to me base heavy, you know, and, and so that's like what Grand Funk Railroad is like. That's the definition of that. Man, those first four Grand Funk albums rock so <laughs> hard. And like, you know, they get cool. Like, they're still fun. They get a little corny and shit with like locomotion and like good for them. They made some money. But, you know, those first four albums are just hard as fuck. You get, always got the mean face on when you're listening to it. And <laughs> it's so... <laughs> and I love it. And Mountain, I had no idea how hard Mountain rocks. Uh, yeah. Like, I've always liked them, you know, Mississippi Queen and, like, you know, it's cool. But then it was uh, two years ago. Uh, it was the... It was, I think, 2019. It was the 50 Years of Woodstock. And this radio station was playing... Woodstock in order as it happened 50 years later, you know, the whole, all of Woodstock, just all the, and then I happened to catch mountain and I was like, damn, like how did <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe how hard it was. And so that's actually what I put, I think on yours was, a uh, was the, from live mountain, at Woodstock was the live at Woodstock because it just fucking, it was just like, all right, let's, and I never even heard of this song blood of the sun before I heard it. <laughs> On the radio 50 years later, like at the exact time. And I was like, okay, let's fucking mountain fan now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you were listening to like in college? Is that like the high school college years? You know what's funny? I actually like before we got here, I like chronicled like my fucking journey through music in my life. I was thinking about it. So like, yeah, um, when I like from, or, so I was born in 81. And, and then you don't really catch on the music till you're like, I don't know. I caught it. I started catching on the music when I was like six or seven. Yeah. You know, like, I'm like, okay, I like, you know, the beach boys and I was all, it was all oldies from like 87 to 91. And then I got a new best friend and his sister was real into classic rock and hip hop and fucking just gave us the goods as it was coming out. You know, she got us super into like Zeppelin and all in Hendrix and Janis Joplin. And then also was like handing us Snoop and, you know, like, you know, Onyx and all the new hip hop coming out in the early 90s, which was, you know, so thank God she did that for us. And then from like 98 to 2001, I graduated high school in, uh, in, uh, in 2000. So I feel like that's when you're at your dumbest musically. <laughs> you yes, know, is, totally is those right. ages because you just want to go party and do drugs and whatever songs on you're into, you know. And so I, I was like, I was listening to a lot of techno back then because I was eating a lot of acid, and, <laughs> <laughs> and and then I was also into like ska, you know, like Sublime and like fucking like all that weird like ska punk music that was coming out. I got real into Three Eleven for a while. You know, oh, and then you yeah. like, and then you like grow up a little bit. And like a couple of years go by, you're like, oh man, what was I doing? You know, <laughs> just like, just like whatever, like some girl liked. You know, like just like whatever, man. And then always, but always, my whole life, I mean, classic rock's the best. Yeah, you know, no, it always. I know what is. you mean. I think that's there's there's a reason why a band like Corn 
got so big because there were so many uh, 15-year-olds like me who were like, oh, this is pretty good yeah. for a while. And then you, then later you're like, okay, they had two good songs. And now every time my mom brings it up, like, Carolina, remember when you, you used to listen to Corn? You spent a whole summer listening to Corn. I'm like, I don't remember that. No, I don't recall that. <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> or she'll be like, what's that band that you liked so much in uh, 99 when you were a kid? Do you remember? I'll, I'll be like, I, I don't know who you're speaking of. And no. I will try to rewrite history by like adding in a different name. I'll say like, it was the Beastie Boys, mom. That's yes. what it was. Because you had like one album that you listened to like once a month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it was my best friend's boyfriend. Um, played it all the time to the point where he played it so much when he would drive us around that I was like, I, I was convinced it was good for yeah. a while. <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't want to knock on cord because I actually did happen to see them live like six, seven years ago. And they they were actually very good for what, you know, it, I mean, if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah. They're very performative and like, yeah. say what you want about Korn. I mean, I'm not a fan, but those first two albums, like they're, they're pretty fucking good, especially, yeah. I think we're around the same age. Like I'm like 15, 16. It's like, yeah, let's rock. Fuck shit. Son of a bitch. You know, like just cursing <laughs> a bunch, you know, like I'm like, yeah, let's rock, you know? And plus they also like kind of invented a kind of music you know like rap rock <laughs> yes. you know like as horrible as it is yeah. you know like you know they it, like kind of invented it them in the judgment night soundtrack yeah and, uh, which you're right I, I really like the judgment night soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> no there's nothing wrong with that i think that's great but i was just thinking yes it did lead to limp biscuit and all these things and you're right it, it was a weird time where where i had an eyebrow ring at oh, one point yeah. I no, mean, you were going for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't, but I was just scared. I, didn't, I never got anything pierced or tattooed. It's so weird. You would think I'd be covered in them, but like I was just like, ah, oh. I was like, how am I going to spend that money and not on a tattoo and not on weed? Because you, you, you were lucky enough to get Steely Dan to pull you away in the most important moments. It really was. It was like my third year, second year of college, and I got a record player. And there was a really cool vinyl shop in Tallahassee called Vinyl Fever. And they had everything that was amazing for a dollar. And it was like, that was like my true college. You know, it was like, that was what I learned the most at. It's like, I would buy it. If it's a dollar, I'll buy anything, yeah. you know? And so and I, I take it home and I'd really, you know, you really examine it when it's a vinyl. You know, I, I, you know, I don't have to tell you, you guys have like one of the best vinyl collections I've ever seen. But like, you know, it's so cool. It's like, you just like, you get to hold it and it's big and you can like present it, you know, it's a, it's vinyls like so important to like just the education of music. Yeah. You know, like no yeah. one gives a fuck about liner notes anymore, you know? And it's just like, we all used to like, Oh, the sound mixer was Billy, you know, so-and-so. And like, that's great. He was also on this album. You I know? used to read all that. I used to read every single copyright to 2010 yeah. or something. I would read everything that's on every on every CD on every vinyl because it's like if someone took the time to write it, someone should take the time to read it. I hey guess man, I'm sitting. I'm just sitting there listening to music anyway. It's I got free time. I can read it. I can get. I love the trippy um, album covers that you can just kind of get lost in, like Zeppelin Three with the pinwheel and um, <laughs> yeah. and uh, what uh, Super Tramp. You like Super Tramp? Yeah, yeah, Super absolutely. Tramp, Breakfast in America. Uh, that 
album cover is like one of the coolest album covers I've ever seen. It's just like diner. It's like it's like they make they recreate the um the Manhattan skyline with like coffee cups and salt shakers and like and, and, and like the Statue of Liberty's a waitress holding a tray. It's a really great album cover and you can and when you really like fixate on it and uh and you just stare at it while you're listening to it, you really realize the detail that that really went into it. And I love that. Yeah, you know? it's a work of art. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The savings rock when you find a new way to roll. Like sharing the ride to work. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others who live and work near you. It's easy and free. Plus, you can get cash and other rewards for carpooling. Up to $600 a year. Get rolling on a new way to work with Rideshare. Register today at commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. That's commuterconnections.org. Some restrictions apply. You know, and when you look at the little corner on Spotify, you know, I love our Lord Spotify, but like when you look at the little corner Spotify, you know, it's like, you don't see the album cover. You don't know what's going on there. But when you hold that big old, like, like almost like one of the, you know, like almost two foot by two foot square of art, it's beautiful. It's, you know, it's, it's, I still buy records. Uh, I still buy new bands records because first of all, they get all the money. And uh, you just go to their website, buy their record. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, and I like to examine the music, you know, and you're going to take the time to do it. I'll take the time to read it. That's right. Yeah. It, it, it feels like it's uh, worth more. It's like, uh, if you're going to do a show for free, no one's going to take you seriously. You're going to charge everyone a dollar, uh, just $1. They're going to listen oh to you. God. And that's what I love about the, uh, although Marcus buys too many though, he has a problem because I told him like, you know, back before I met you, there I used to own like about 50 records and that's it. And I would just yeah. move from town to town with 50 records. And so I listened to all of them constantly. And now with Marcus, we have about 10,000 records and we listen to none of them, you know, <laughs> or we'll put it on once a week or something instead of all day and then learning it like, like it kind of loses its like, you know, so I told Marcus like maybe we, we could put a large towel over it and just pretend we have 50 records at a time. Well, here's what we, here's what I do. Here's I, cause I, I ran into the same problem. I used to have this big old record collection and then I became like homeless for a little while. And so I gave it away to all my friends. And, uh, and so I rebuilt it. And now that I'm, you know, now that I've like stable in my life, Julie bought me a record player, you know? And so I, I got a, you know, I, I got all these, I got all these records again. And so now it's just like, all right, this is getting overwhelming. I got like 300. You know, not as much as you guys, but it's a lot. And so what yeah. I do is I take like 10 and I pull them and I put them next to the record player. 
And then I'm like, I just work on those. And then whenever people come over, instead of saying pick a record, I was like, I pulled out some, pick one of those. Just so it's like it, it limits the time. Because otherwise, you know, they just sit there going to look forever. Yeah. You know, and they're never going <laughs> to yeah. find anything. They'll be like, oh, this and this and this. And this. You're, it's you're, like you're Netflix all, all over again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I like to, I pull, I pull a selection and I'll move them over. And then, and then that's how I listen to my records. And then I could still, because re- I think one of the important things that, Everyone used to do before Spotify and the music streaming services when we all had CDs and records is we would listen to the same record a million times in a row. Yeah. You know, and you would really absorb the music and you would really learn it. Now we have so many options that, you know, you, you skim through and you're lucky if you can really, you know, catch one album and and uh and, and absorb it. At least That's, me anyway. Yeah. No, you're totally right. Cause I did grow up during the C D phase and stuff and I had a CD tower, and I meticulously made sure that I put the cool ones on top in case someone came over, and no one ever came over, but in case someone <laughs> came over, the embarrassing ones would be tucked underneath or something, oh, yeah. and oh, then yeah. the cool ones are on top, and I spent hours <laughs> agonizing over this and switching it up. No one would ever, I mean, I'm 14 no years old. Fuck. No yeah. one gives a fuck. <laughs> no one's coming over. Maybe my best friend who already knows everything. Yeah. No boy's going to come over, but- I still spend a lot of time on that. And so there's, you don't really have do, that anymore. I still do, by the way. I still, <laughs> I, I still organize my records. I just bought a new shelf I'll never build. And uh, <laughs> and I still, they're in alphabetical order by genre, you know. And, and the problem now with genre is like, you know, now that like everyone's, you know, politically con, you know, like politically correct and conscious about it. You know, uh, you know, I hate doing genres because I start feeling racist. It's all- <laughs> I'm like, it's all music. We're all together. You know, <laughs> that works. That works. I'm down with yeah. that. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> No, but I've been listening. I mean, I've, I've been trying to listen to everything because, you know, we've been doing No Dogs in Space for the last year. And um, even though I felt like I knew a lot about music and then but then when we started the podcast, I realized like I know nothing about yeah. music. It's one of those uh, whatever uh, curve bell curve things that you realize. Oh my God. Everyone's like, Ed, you know everything about me. I'm like, I don't know shit. You guys all, I fooled all of you. I like, fooled everyone. <laughs> I really, like, honestly, anyone asks me, like, what's your favorite, what's the most moving concert you've ever been to? I'm like, I don't know. I saw Alanis Morissette when I was 11. Like, I don't. <laughs> Do you not go to shows that often? Uh, we used to, uh, here and there, we'd go to shows, we'd have fun, but a lot of times it were just shows of like, a lot of them were aging rock stars, so they yeah. were older. So it was a lot of uh, let's just sit on the stool and I'll show you how to uh, how I play my guitar. Hello, we're television, and yeah. it's it's all good, <laughs> but it's not like rocking like like what I what I always kind of wanted to like go to. I want to go to a concert that's like super rocking. I think the last one that was really rocking, and I'm not embarrassed to say it, it was No Doubt. They put on yeah. a very good show, and it was like during a. It was like during the 2000s or something when they were going mm-hmm. through their their like alternative rock era before their yeah. reggae uh, thing that they did. And they put on a great show. And so I'm like, I was front and center. I was moshing with everyone else. It's like, hell yeah. When can we do that again? Oh I mean, obviously God. not for a while. But when can when's the next band that's going to come out and make me want to do that? Or am I just like, did it? My time has passed and I'm at the bar. 
I don't no, know. You, you gotta, you know, I spend, I, 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 I'm, I got real into uh, concerts when I moved to New York. It was one of the things where I was always, I was classic rock and the, the, the songs from my childhood and that's it for the longest time. And then when I got to New York, the, the I got this, uh, I was working at the cheesesteak restaurant and it was fine. And then Murder Fist started getting into like all this new music and I was like, oh, okay, this is all kind of cool. And then I got a job at uh, the mailroom at Ticketmaster. And I became buddies with like the some of the heads of Ticketmaster and and some of the people who ran Bowery Presents. And so I would just get into shows for free constantly. And Whoa. I was like, I was like learning like in real time. You know, I'd always go see bands I had no idea. And so I was going to see I was at Bowery Ballroom like once a week. I was at, you know, Music Hall Williamsburg, like the week it opened. You know, I was there and checking these bands out like cool. on the ground floor and then I'm lucky that I was able to like grow and learn with a lot of these bands and see them in their best times and their worst times and you know where they are now and you know a lot of those bands like the Black Lips for oh, example okay. a band I truly love I like they're great they're punk but they're melodic and like they're they're beautiful but like when I first saw them they were like pissing on the stage and spitting in each other's mouths and <laughs> really? shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were fucking insane. You're just like, oh my God, guys, you're going to get all arrested. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and then, Is it sad that that's what I want to see too? It's unbelievable. It's exactly <laughs> what I want to see. No, it's it's a true rock and roll show. Yes. I want to like, you know, as dangerous as it is, you know, but like I want to duck from almost getting hit by a bottle. You know, like, <laughs> like I want, I I want true madness. Too. Yeah. No, it's just like, it's like you're at a little battle for a little while. I'm like all this crazy music's playing, and, you know, and you could just run in and out of the mosh pit. For me, it was always fun because I'm so large. You know, people just always bounce off me. And it's like, I I work is almost like, I also do like, I'll, I'll go be the bouncer at a mosh pit, you know, sometimes, yeah. you know, just like, I'll stand on the side of it. Like, Hey, this guy's too much. Let's like pull him out. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I always love that. I mean, I I'm never in the middle of it, but sometimes there's some, there, there's some kind of mosh pits uh, where they're like, they go a little easy overall. And it's like, just fun. Like, yeah. like Gore. When I saw Gore live once like that. And oh, everyone so was slippery. just yes, because you're all you're, you're just soaking wet. So with with all the fake blood, because you're supposed to wear white to yeah. their concerts, and so we would just pretty much just like it was like bumper cars. So no one was actually trying to hurt anyone. We we're just ha trying to have fun together. I, I wonder what like their injury count is. <laughs> <laughs> concerts. <clears throat> I saw them in when I was in college, which was so much fun. They played this tiny little theater in Tallahassee, and I went with a couple of my friends. And you know, like you wore the white shirt, get covered in blood, have fun. They like cut off the president's head and feed it to Mike Tyson. I love it. You know, like. <laughs> But I remember one of the guys I worked with back back then. He uh, he like loved Guar. He like loved Guar and like this uh, this uh, this woman he knew or a uh, uh, young uh, young lady he knew. Uh, she like met the dude from Guar. I can't remember his name. He passed away. Oh, Otis. Yes, yes. And uh, she she met him after the show, and then he's like, "Come up to my hotel room," you know. And then uh, and then he and then she brought. Uh, my buddy because she knew how big of a fan he was you know <laughs> and so he they get up to the hotel room and he's just like on the bed naked like stained blood uh, like uh, wearing nothing but tidy whities just like stained blood and then she walk they walk in together and uh he's like oh you brought a friend 
too bad because I only got two beers. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, I've actually heard that his thing is to lay on the bed half naked. So I don't think it was just, I swear to God, that I think that was his post-show ritual. Um, yeah. <laughs> I only have two beers. Well, too bad that I'm drinking them both. That was what's great about these small towns is... You know, if you have a good theater, like not that Tallahassee is like a truly small town, but like, you know, there's only like 100,000 people there or less. And they have these smaller venues. You get to meet the bands, you, you yeah. know, especially as they're coming up. You get to hang out with them, which is the craziest thing. Like they would just show up around town because they got nothing else to do. I remember I was cooking wings at Buffalo Wild Wings in Tallahassee. And every Tuesday night was uh, wing night, it was 25 cent wing night. So basically, it would just become like, we called it Club B-Dub. We had to hire bouncers, you know? It's like there was a DJ in the back. It was insane, you know? And then one time, fucking Digital Underground, Humpty pulled his pulled the bus up to B-Dubs, the tour bus up to B-Dubs. The place started going crazy. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they ordered hundreds of wings, and I, I, made, I, like, I made sure they were perfect, and I sent them out. And then Humpty, like, uh, sent someone into the restaurant, and they're like, uh, Humpty wants to meet the man who made the wings. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> it is I, and yeah, that I is like, my new title now. <laughs> I was like, "That's me." And so I got. And so he brought me on the tour bus. Roll like I brought him. I like you know I was working at a wing shop in college. I had a bunch of weed on me, and um, <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so I went in. We were all smoking blunts and shit. Like I'm on the clock. And the one <laughs> thing about Humpty was. He would like, he'd be like, oh, yeah, what's up, baby? Nice to see you. Yeah. And then he'd take the nose off and he would just act like a normal human being. And like, <laughs> like, like he would just like be like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Thank you for the cooking the wings. They're delicious. And the discount was very nice. You know, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby. Everything's so good. You know, like, I was just like, man, was, your <laughs> level of self awareness is astounding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was great, man. I love, and it's, it's weird. You just put yourself, always put yourself in the situation, you know? Like, sometimes it works out, sometimes it don't. But, like, you know, what else are you doing? Yeah. You know, you, you, never, you never know. I've, I've hung out with so many, I've hung out with Tame Impala, you know, and, like, I've hung out with, like, all these, like, weird bands that, like, come through, and you're just like, fuck yeah. You know, it's just like, I'm, let's rock. Let's hang. Like, why do yeah. we... And here's great advice for anyone who meets a celebrity or someone in the band. You can get a picture or you can hang out all night. You can't do both. You know? Yeah, so, that's a good you, point, actually. Yeah, you could get the picture or you could chill. You know, it's like, so I always choose to chill and have the story. You know, like, but if, the moment you ask for a picture, they don't treat you the same. You yeah, you, you could just like say thank you and then you got it and you just got to leave because yeah. there's nothing else left. Really? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, I get that. I I met uh, the guy from Green Day, Mike Mike Durnt. Um, I think he's the bassist. And mm. um, I remember. Well, I never really go and meet these people. It's always my friend who who's like who does all this stuff because I always have a friend who's a social butterfly, and then I tag along, and then I can tell this story for posterity. You know, you that's know the what best I mean? way to do it. Yeah. So I <laughs> I met Mike Dirt. I walked. I almost walked up to Mike Dirt, and we started talking. We hung out, 
and he and he told me like I had cool shoes, so I kept those shoes until they were literally falling apart because uh, they were re- uh, they were actually pretty cool. And that's we talked nice. for a while. And he was like, "My girlfriend just dumped me," and I was just like, "Oh, that's too bad." And we're, we, he was just talking. He didn't even yeah. care. We were too young for him, anyways. Exactly. Like he really didn't even look. He looked at us like we were children, and we were like nineteen at the time. He might as well have been dogs. You know, yes. like <laughs> <laughs> we knew we didn't have a chance with this guy, uh, yeah. nor did we really want to. We were just hanging out. And then after like a good 20 minutes, his friend's like, all right, now you guys can go now. And we're like, <laughs> oh, OK, that's fine. And and that was fair. That was very yeah. fair. We're like, yeah. we did take up a lot of your time. You were going to go on in about an hour. So we will leave. And yeah. so <laughs> it's a good plan to have. I guess if it's pre-show. Yes. I, guess. Oh, I mean, yeah, no. Also like you're there to see them, you know, you can't get, I hate when people like, Oh, they were mean when I met them. And I was like, well, what'd you say to them? You know, like <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I see people to be awful to celebrities and they're like, Oh, well, you know, so-and-so was a jerk. And it's like, well, maybe you were the jerk and you just don't realize it. You know, like, <laughs> I see that more often actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. When it comes to celebrities, I actually at one time I was the villain in a celebrity story. Ooh, I want to hear. But it was an accident. And I don't know if I mean, if you want, it depends how old you are, I guess. Like if you were raised on like 80s movies in the 90s, because I grew up in Mexico and it took 10 years for movies to get to us. (laughs) So Weekend at Bernie's was amazing in 1995. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But yeah. so Jonathan Silverman, uh, you know, remember him from Mannequin and oh, yeah. Weekend at Bernie's, the single guy. I was remember he in Mannequin too? He was in Mannequin too, actually. Oh. So you said it correctly the first time. <laughs> um, Interesting. And, and so I remember I was, I was a pastry chef before I, before I started stand-up comedy. I was a pastry chef in Midtown in like this nice restaurant, or at least it was a trendy one. And... I was I was waiting for like my shift to end and pretty much it's when the last table of the restaurant decides whether they want dessert or not. And then if they say no, I get to go home. And so I'm waiting and they're taking forever because sometimes people just don't realize when they're having dinner that people are kind of waiting for them to like kind of wrap it up. No and, fucking clue. Yeah, exactly. No and, clue. And so the waiter is like, ah, oh, this table just it's taking forever. So I am just angry at this point. It's Tuesday. I'm going to be getting home at like 1.30 in the morning for no reason but this one table. So I take off my apron and I like go through the doors. Like I open them both, like the swing doors, like wide open. And it's like, who's making me stay out late? And it was Jonathan (laughs) Silverman standing up, putting on his jacket because he was already leaving and looking at me. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then I clocked out. The waiter forgot to tell me that they didn't want dessert. So it wasn't even Jonathan Silverman's fault. Uh, and now he hates me. <laughs> oh, well, you know, what are you going to do? You know, you, yeah, you there's nothing I can do. I, I guess I can send some flowers. Uh, 
<laughs> that was 10 years ago. So I don't know. I mean, I, it, I will think about it forever when we yeah. made eye contact and I, and I yelled at him. So. I remember almost every celebrity encounter of my life. They're so interesting every time. You know, <laughs> like, I remember I had a good one with Paul Giamatti. I was getting out of a cab and he was like taking my cab. And like, I like, and I got it as I was getting out. I was like, whoa. He's like, yeah, it's me. And he like got in the cab. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> I love you know, it when they do the, yeah, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it happens a lot. <laughs> Um, Jodie Foster did the same thing to me on the L train. She's oh, yeah. just like, yeah, I know. And then just went back to reading her book. And I'm like, okay. Because <laughs> you're just like. <laughs> you, it's you like if you're really famous, face. you must be aware of how famous you are all the fucking time or something. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Especially on the subway. <laughs> yeah. Or David Duchovny standing very close to me, which was fun and erotic because it was yeah. before i met my husband so. <laughs> you're allowed you know you, what is what's the term uh it doesn't matter where you work up your appetite as long as you eat at home you know <laughs> <laughs> tell that to jonathan silverman stop going to restaurants really late at night man it's already 11 30 so funny <laughs> Oh, I totally get it. I don't. I understand. Although, <laughs> the funny thing is, I have more stories about pissing off celebrities than doing having a fun hanging out time. Because I also pissed off Bruce Willis one time. Oh which, yeah, yeah. What'd yeah. you say to him? Well, he's easy. He's very irritable. I've worked with him. Okay, and so so, and so he's yeah. He gets angry easily. But what happened? Okay, I'm not going to take it too personally then. Um, yeah. I used to coach soccer. That was, you know, remember I had like a million day jobs. I was like one of those people mm-hmm. who did like everything. And so I would coach soccer for little children. And I did this for many years. And one of the kids was uh, Bruce Willis's daughter. Not one of his grown up ones, like one of the, the latest one that he had. Yeah, I guess yeah, you yeah. can call Like she was like four years old. And she was very sweet and she was very good. And uh, one day... He came in to the class to watch, but I didn't know he was there. And I and I rolled out of bed. I was really hungover. I'm sure I did a show the night before and then went yeah. out afterwards or something. I was super hungover, so I just phoned in the whole thing. Bruce Willis was watching. I just had an off coaching day. I was not good. Yeah. And so Bruce Willis, he went to the front desk and demanded to take his child out of that class because the coach sucked. And it was me. I was that coach. And I pissed him off. And I never saw her again. And it was just because I, you know, you always have to be on your game every day. You never know what's going to (laughs) happen. You never know what's going to happen. You know, especially like I'll meet guys after shows. I remember I did a show in the middle of Brooklyn at this stupid bar. And like, you know, it was a pretty good show. I was hosting it. It was our friend Cena John's show. And then, and then afterwards, I meet this dude, this older guy, ball guy. I'm like making fun of him. You know, we're just having a good time. And they leave, and they're like, you know, that's Billy Joel's drummer. He's like, what? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck, I would have acted completely different, but probably to my own detriment. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's better to be yourself, even if you're phoning it in and messing up and being like, I've, I've done other great classes. You just show up at this one time. There's yeah. one imp- opportune moment of my life. But that's why you always got to be on your game and just and just try and just do it. I, you know, just just co- go and say hi. Don't take a picture. Just say hi and hang out and just test the waters every single time. Just and you know what? Because everyone <laughs> they didn't they don't do the business. 
to not like be you know thanked for it. You know they love it if you're if you do it correctly. You know if you you know because they everyone loves a claim. Like you know send them a milkshake. You know if you see him if you see him at a bar. You know that's the nicest way to like say hi without saying hi. I had a friend do that to Jackson Brown once, and I was like, "What a great move!" It's like send him a cool vanilla, move. yeah, send wow. him a black and white shake. You know, and like so. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's something to aspire to. I think. Um, yeah. If if, you, if anyone wants to ever become rich and famous or something, although that doesn't sound like uh, all it's cracked up to be. If if I if there's a bunch of Carolinas around just trying to make your day worse, apparently, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but last thing, last thing I want to ask you though, uh, real fast, because I noticed like you put in so many fun different bands. Uh, can I go back to the playlist? Can we go Let's back? Let's do it. Let's okay, go back cool. to the playlist. Yeah, no, cool. Because I've been meaning to ask you about this when I was listening to you yesterday. I op- I made myself a homemade Bloody Mary, and I just played this and just sat on my desk chair for like three hours. Like, oh, just that's awesome. Truly listening, like truly listening, like not playing a game, not answering emails, just hanging out mm-hmm. and I was so surprised because I I didn't know this but you you seem to really like I mean obviously you like a lot of stuff uh, it, it goes everywhere but yeah. the mo- the most interesting one ever was Manu Chow which is like oh yeah yeah I was like holy shit I mean I know they were very popular at one point but I felt like the universe kind of swallowed them and then everyone forgot well yeah I think I'm pretty sure I used from a live show that's what that's from right I think so. It doesn't say. I don't remember it very well. Mundoreves. Uh, oh no, it's not. It's not from the live show. But yeah, no, I love Manu Chao. I always did. I saw my my cousin who married a a, a Mexican fellow. She got real into Mexican music and knew knows that I love music. And she brought me to a Manu Chao show in Prospect Park. And I was just like, and it was electric. It was, the fans were crazy. I never seen it. And the music was really good. I liked it, you know, but like, I couldn't believe like how loved and like, it, you know, so you just like, and then, you know, obviously, uh, you know, you're Latina. And so I wanted to make sure that I put some Spanish music in there. You know, that's like, really sweet. I noticed it's that. A, it's important, you know, and it's, and I truly love it. You know, it's really good. I, you know, I, I, I started learning about it in high school when I had a Colombian girlfriend and, uh, and she like started introducing me to the salsa merengue and stuff like that. And then I worked in kitchens and so I didn't have a choice, you know, <laughs> and then, yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. you would, and then I would catch the songs I liked. I made sure I always asked who the artist was, and so I would, uh, and so I could, so I could start looking into them more. But um, one of the people who I really love, who I don't think I put on your list, is uh, Willie Cologne. You ever get down on him? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh my god! The, the thing is with with a lot of these guys is they were like also just gangsters, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> talented gangsters. <though. laughs> yeah, like a lot of their album covers are just them with like a gun on their holding on, like holding their head up with a gun. You know, <laughs> <laughs> come on, why is this taking so long? My arm's getting tired. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I always had a special, especially also, it's great summer music, you know, because mm-hmm. you know, I think that it's important, I feel, to not get lost in, you know, the thing you do all the time. And because, you know, what, no matter how you feel about a genre of music, you know, labeling it all bad is 
you know, ignorant to me. Yeah. You know, there's always going to be something great and there's always going to be something that speaks to you. Like, all right, for example, I hate country for years. I was like, I hate country. Country sucks. And then I realized, oh my God, I hate a certain type of country. And then there's this like a whole other realm of country that is the best music I've ever fucking heard my whole life. I'm wearing a Sturgill Simpson shirt right now. (laughs) Like, you know, like it's so, I think that, you know, no matter if you, if something really turns you off, I feel like you almost, sometimes I like to, I investigate more, you know, it's like, all right, I want to be, I want to be sure I hate this. You know, like. <laughs> I do the same thing. I actually do. I, 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 I listened to every song, every Beyonce uh, song from the Lemonade album. It took yeah. all fucking day, but I wanted to make sure that it wasn't all that. Yeah, <laughs> I know it that's wasn't. terrible. It wasn't. I, it wasn't. It wasn't. Fuck it. I don't care. Like I, I'm not. Beyonce's got her couple hits, you know. But in the, yeah, for the great. main thing, she's yeah, fierce. she's great and she's a wonderful human being. I love her energy, you know. But you don't have to like everything, you know. It's just, yeah. and So it's weird. It's like I love Beyonce as a human, you know. But I'm not putting on her albums, you know. But yeah. I all. But at the same time, I love Alicia Keys, you know. And I do listen to Alicia Keys, and so like, and so you, you find the ones you you. Pick your genre and investigate, and you'll find the ones that you enjoy. I, and, I, and always, I stand by that. You will always find that. I even with Holden, with Holden McNeely, that we know, I've yes. even found a middle ground with him. And I was like, <laughs> there is one Taylor Swift song I will listen to all the time. Although I, I, I kind of lied. I, I only listened to it like once. But I was like, yeah. and I liked it. You know. <laughs> so I mean, you will always find common ground in some way or another with anybody when it yeah. comes to music. Honestly, I. Marcus is the one who turned me on to country, really. I always ignored it. I didn't really think about it. I was just like, Johnny Cash and that's it, right? I didn't know that there was more to that. And now it's so cool. Now, like, that's all I want to listen to now. Did I put the Mavericks on your playlist? I don't think you did. You got to get into the Mavericks. They're like Mexican country. It's fucking cool as shit. I'm writing Uh, this down, man. Yeah, no, they're great. And then... um, who was the who was the other one that I recently listened to? The Texas Gentleman. There and they they got a lot and they they go and they go uh, both. Uh, they do a lot of uh, country and uh, and uh, Spanish music as well. You know, so it's just like it really it, it's great. The, oh, cool. Yeah, I think you know the first band to really do that was uh, you know ZZ Top would dip their their toes into that a little bit. You know, and, and back in their first couple albums, because it's true Texas. Yeah, you know, it's not Texas if you if you ignore the the salsa music. You know, like that's it's, it's true. Like, it's, I met ZZ is... Top in Mexico. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> at an airport. Um, I guess they were playing. They didn't have a. That was that. That's how down to earth they are. They don't have a posse or an entourage. It's just them. It's just that's them cool. flying in. And that's I love it. that. I saw them. In like my senior year of high school, it was Kenny Wayne Shepherd was opening band when he was like super young. He was like nineteen, and um, and then it was Ted Nugent, and then uh, ZZ, wow. and then ZZ Top, <laughs> and you know I hate to admit it, but Ted Nugent was clearly better than everyone else. <laughs> That's what Marcus said. That I'm having a hard time just like separating you know the artist from the art and everything. But you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you guys on this one. That's what I'm gonna do with that, and then hang out with ZZ Top in Mexico City. Yes, yeah, no, they're 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 better humans for sure. 
But, you know, like, you know, they're not climbing the rafters and shooting a bow and arrow in the middle of their set. You know? <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> All right, we should go. But we got to, we, I, I would like to do this again sometime, actually. I feel like we just hit the... Just touch the surface. We just tapped on the surface. Absolutely. Maybe we can, we can have a music part two sometime in the summertime, especially when all the music comes out into the streets again when it's all warm, because that's that's how it is around here. I would love it. I didn't even like refer to my notes that often. I have so many cool stories, and I really can we before we go. Can can I? I want to know your top five bands. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. My top five. Um, it's uh, well, it's it's very punk based, of Great. course. No, that's awesome. All right. Well, it's the Ramones for sure. Yeah. Number Ram- one, number one band of all time, the yeah, Ramones. It, yeah, the Ramones. Uh, it switches wow. a little bit, but for most my, part, it's it Ramones. switches monthly for me. You know, my top five <laughs> bands. It yeah. always switches. Yeah, it, it's gotta uh, for sure. Link Ray. Um, I don't, I'll I don't know to- Link Ray. Oh, you'll! Oh, I'm gonna make you a! I'm gonna make you a playlist. That's what yeah. I'm gonna do. That's what I'm gonna do this weekend. I hope you're not mad, but I usually do about twenty songs. Uh, uh, you do. I'll take it. Whatever you give me. Cool. Yeah. Link Ray for sure. Uh, Link Ray, I can listen to it anytime, anywhere. Uh, you'll recognize a lot of Link Ray stuff when I when I put it on a playlist for sure. Okay, cool. Uh, it's very cool. Uh, the Cramps. I um, I used to not, I liked them and then I didn't like them and now I love them. It's, yeah. it's a roller coaster that you go through with them, uh, of course, always. And mm. uh, I, the Beastie Boys that I mentioned before. I, I was, yeah. since so I, cool. the womb. Uh, they, they're the ones who brought hip hop to me and then I finally got to check out other hip hop. They're the ones yeah. who t- told me like what, like, you know, what good taste is, I guess, when music and funk and, and, and retro hip hop and all that stuff and alternative yeah. music and, and also hardcore. Um, and then speaking of hardcore, uh, Dead Kennedys, Black, yes. uh, slash Black Flag. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. They kind of they speak to me. Black Flag was a little too much for me. Black Flag was <laughs> I liked the Dead Kennedys a lot, uh, but like Black Flag was always like, I don't know if I can handle this. You know, <laughs> there's a couple albums that are just okay, uh, and yeah. then but it just the other albums that are especially the you know the first EP that was so amazing. I think it's like it's they're so good that the kind of shitty albums kind of evens it out, and now it's one of my best. Of my top, it's my, it's hitting number five. I nice. think. Nice. Yeah. I saw Rollins Band on their opening tour, on their on their for they were opening for Ozzy. Like uh, it was typo negative, Rollins Whoa. Band and Ozzy, nineteen ninety seven. It was the it was so it was my first so cool. con, it was my first concert without my parents. It was. Like, <laughs> It was amazing. It made me oh, so man. happy. That's really cool. I, I I don't think my my first concert without my parents, I think I was it was probably Madonna in ninety-nine Amazing That's Down amazing. World Tour. Yeah, she would because she was still very flexible, very elastic, only in her forties. Uh, I caught her at a pretty good time, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ray of Light time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so she she looked great. The the whole she did a good show. The only thing that we were mad at or not mad, but wondering why she wouldn't do like a virgin because we didn't, you know, we we're teenagers. We didn't realize that like, oh, a woman doesn't want to sing, sing like a virgin when she's like 45 after doing it for 30 years or whatever. Oh, yeah. No, it's probably kind of weird to watch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Ed. I really appreciate it. Bye bye, Carolina. It was a lot of fun hanging out with you.
Yeah. Oh, 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 go watch How America Killed My Mother at HowAmericaKilledMyMother.com, my movie. That's right. That's right. Go- I'm, I forgot about the plugs. Yes, please do. I saw that movie a few months ago. It's it's great. It's heartwarming, but it's also sad. It's it's a, You get a lot of feelings, but in the end, like, they're... I don't know. It's it's just good to see Ed Larson's face. It's good to see his mug, you know? Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, check out, you know, No Dogs in Space, greatest music podcast <laughs> on earth. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, check out No Dogs in Space. Professional Friends, a podcast I do with my my other friends as well. And, Very of cool. course, Brighter Side that you also yes. do with your friends. Check Amber out Brighter Nelson. Side. Yeah, Brighter Side, LPN Network for life, baby. <laughs> yeah. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.